0: My it's, i love dogs it's 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 uh it's it's fun to walk it's 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 fun walking a dog in the rain it gets them clean but the problem is when you're in a suburban area or rural area i guess you'd call this uh it's uh you're always scared about people's lawns uh, people take their lawns very seriously. On that note, I want to welcome everybody to the world, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, and I only know that because I've been looked at and screamed at. Uh, I want to welcome the rumblers, the ranthers, the truthers, everybody out there. And why are you to be screamed at Well, because they don't want your dog going on their lawn, so... Yeah, I, I don't mean and the you, front. I don't mean the front lawn. I mean like you know the the one that's between the cement, the this which sort
1: of the city lawn. And I you, have to say, that if I may, that easement. When we lived in uh, Georgetown, Washington D.C., we had a, a lawn, and we neighbor got very very angry at me my dog. Hooping on his front yard. Very, very, very very small front yard. He yelled at me a lot. I don't blame him I don't blame him One bit for a long thing.
0: So I, yeah. I'm, suffering. I'm Ruined, suffering.
1: Ruin, ruin, ruin.
0: I'm suffering the consequences of your uh, dog. Um, I want to welcome the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers. Everybody out there. And, of course, we are joined tonight by our man Roth. You can find that at the Roth Draft. At the Roth Draft. You can find them all over. And Peter, please tell people the story, I know you're dying to, about the hat you are wearing with that you-know-what grin on your face.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, when I was in London, I was fortunate to visit Locks and Company, a hattery that has been in business since 1676, 100 years before American independence. And they made hats for Lord Nelson. Winston Churchill and they, now
1: waves it way back up, back up, back up. They made that for Lord Nelson. Lord Nelson. Wow. The,
2: the guy from mind. the Battle of Trafalgar, not the guy from I Dream of Genie.
1: I'm trying to say the line for Battle of Trafalgar.
2: The guy Lord Nelson from the Battle of Trafalgar, not the guy from I Dream of Genie
1: that's very funny it's very very funny
0: well you look great in it it got Thank to you very quickly you look it, you look, you look like,
2: i you. i really like it. Yeah. i i know it's kind of silly to to be geeking out over a hat but i like it
0: all right you look like uh leave it to beaver all grown up and uh Welcome to the world, according to Ben Stein. Of course, the show would not be complete without Ben Stein, who really needs no introduction because he is simply Ben Stein. It's uh, sort of like Madonna, but uh, he's got two names. And uh, he is the most recognizable man
1: I've ever met.
0: Benjamin Jeremy Stein, how are you feeling tonight, sir? A little... uh... A little
1: dizzy. The heat has just driven me insane today. And uh, I don't know what to say, but I feel like I'm going to Vomit. At any moment because of the gradual heat
2: are you you allowed to run your air conditioning unit or yes
1: yes but it doesn't work very well and uh i shouldn't really be uh usually i have i have have two units here and uh one of the air conditioners works fairly well and one doesn't but uh let's wait 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 wait, wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute my nurse nurse come here nurse yes sir would you turn on that fan Turn on all the other fans. Let's get some electro, some of your other energy going here. It gets me amped up. Ah, excellent. That's going to be too loud. That's going to be too loud. To be loud.
0: If you need to end a little early because you're tired, you just let me know.
1: Uh, I will know. not am to be pointing, and pointing at me, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> on that note, welcome to the world. That's That's the world. too loud. This is what I have.
1: This is what I have to deal with all the time. Well,
2: but if but if fan is like a wind, so why isn't it generating its own energy?
1: Ah, that's a very good question. That's a very good question. Yeah, that is a very, a very good, good question.
0: Good,
1: very good question.
2: If you think about physics, you know the answer, but
1: well, because of entropy, because of the first law of entropy. But I would, but I would like to point out something else, which is, ready. When I was a lad. And growing up in Southern California, uh, people used to say to me all the time, Massa. That was how referred to it. Massa, you've done right. Sorry, Ben. Uh, you've done right, right Massa, by just sitting here and watching the fans go around you. And I said, no, the first law of me says I cannot do that. It has to be better than that. And so I, myself, created the second and third laws of entropy, which say that if you get enough fried chicken from Delaware, then you can generate enough fat to run the country for hundreds of years. There you are, Peter. There's your uh, history. Yes, there's your answer. I think you'll find this uh. Very few people have have figured this out, but I have. There's your uh, history lesson
0: on fat for the night, Peter. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't a a joke on at, at you at, at all, Peter. Off. Uh, uh, but Ben, I before we get, there's there's a lot going on. Today. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that always seems to be going on, but it's uh, day four or five of a court case. In your lawyer, as I always point out, Peter is not. He, uh, but he watches a lot of court shows. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if you could explain to me in any which way, what exactly is the case in New York City against Trump? I cannot. Ah, I
1: want to know that, too. Very, very good question, Judah Meyer Friedman.
0: And I, it's a question I wish, I wish would, you... they, that, that Republicans would be asking about every case brought against President Trump. What exactly is the case? And Peter, when you break and look down, break it down, Peter, when you look at all these cases, you really can't find any cases. You really, uh, he didn't sell government secrets. Uh, He's facing 712 years in prison,
1: Peter. And let us remember, brothers and sisters, that there's uh, not a law of entropy, there's a law of bullshit. And a law of bullshit says, that if you are a democrat you can say and do almost anything and get away with it uh, and that is a very very important law of politics as well that's the we might be called presidential entropy but uh unfortunately the fact is that democrats can say and do almost anything and get away with it and that is not true of republicans that is a, an amazing thing now i'm going to give you an example now, Example is going to take some crafting in your brains. Ready? Yes. Begin. Okay. During the thirties, a great many laws uh, having have with labor were declared to be unconstitutional because they violated due process, procedural due process. And uh, the Supreme Court was knocking out laws like crazy. Talking about not talking about in the sense of producing them, but killing them. So uh, the Supreme Court said there basically can be no regulation of labor because the uh, the uh, uh, it violates due process because the employers are not getting their due process in court for each and every person that they want to fire, so or not fire or hire. So uh, this went on, but then. The Democrats rallied and they said, wait a minute, Supreme Court guys, we'll show you who's boss. And so they uh, enacted a whole bunch of laws that said, basically, uh, we can say anything we want about labor law and uh, you can't do a damn thing about it because we're in charge and we'll just change the law. And so the Supreme Court, no dummies, no dummies at all, said, you know what, you're right. We'll just, uh, how would you like us to change it? Just tell us to jump and tell us how high and we'll jump. And that got us a whole bunch of pro-labor laws and the whole uh, society, fabric of society changed very dramatically by these pro-labor laws. And we had a National Labor Relations report We had a whole uh, decisive stream of Pro labor law decisions, pro labor law laws, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, the uh, uh, laws of the United States, which to been quite anti-law, anti-labor, anti-organizing, uh, said, uh, "No, uh, organizing is great. Labor, labor laws are great. Labor unions are great." And uh, all of a sudden, labor labor unions were running roughshod over the whole
0: Constitution well said and thank you for that lesson peter well wait i'm not quite finished
1: i'll be finished in less than a minute so during the war during during the war uh the uh we we didn't have any any problem with unions especially so many of the unions were communist inspired or government led uh and those unions were largely anti-british because the british were against the nazis and the uh, labor law people were for the Nazis. And so uh, the union people said, well, we're not going to be against, against the Germans if the Germans are for labor laws. So uh, suddenly all, the whole mood in Washington and America changed to being anti union, being pro union. And it was a whole different world out there, a whole different America. And then after World War II, when the US won, and the conservative tide swept over the American legislature, Uh, people said, wait a second, just wait one second there. We're going to change America from being an anti-union country to being a pro-union country. And then they said, no, we're going to make an anti-union country again. And that was where we got the taft hartley Act, which made it much tougher to unionize.
0: Thank you. There you are. And in relation to what's going on now, uh, before I go to Peter, uh, they're using. Uh, are you are you just saying they're using crazy laws to go after President Trump to, from the 1930s, uh, laws that
1: truly don't exist? That, that I'm saying that the law. There is no such thing as the law as a brooding omnipresent in the sky, as uh, I believe. I think it was Justice Holmes said it was. There is instead. A law, body of laws, which is very largely political, very largely political, and politics largely determines what laws look like.
0: Thank you so yeah. Thank yeah, you so much for
1: that brilliant
0: history lesson. I'm not sure why there was feedback there. Thank you for that. What's going on? It
1: sounds like somebody's throwing up back there.
0: No, it was just, uh, I'm I'm having, I had some, we're having issues with feedback a little bit, but Peter Roth, who it might be your fault, I will blame it on you and your name. I think it was Peter's fault. My hat. My hat. hat. Peter, but this is my uh, biggest issue I have. And it's, it's, this is just such, it's like bunk science. It's this bunk law and you have 200 and whatever republicans that should have been sitting in the house today and i'm talking about the courthouse in new york city and just demanding that this is an injustice and i it drives me crazy on a daily basis that republicans do not speak up about this mockery of the law not this realize- is
1: endless endless to <laughs> the
0: constitution i'm sorry
1: peter guy please a
2: couple of things going on here bother me. Number one,
0: it is your end, by the way.
2: Trump, Trump cannot get a fair trial in he front of a judge, get what? Cannot get a fair trial in front of a judge or in front of a jury in any of the jurisdictions where cases have been brought against him. The Constitution guarantees you a right to a fair trial, but the media and the Justice Department have poisoned the, the jury pool against Trump. Number two, the president, I think, can claim that he has been singled out by partisan prosecutors who have investigated his entire life with the intent of finding a crime he committed so they could allege it, charge it, bring a suit. That's a perversion of the justice system.
1: Third, speaking specifically about the case now dealing with his business holdings in New York.
2: No one, not the judge, not the New York State Attorney General who brought this case is alleging that anyone was harmed by these supposed misrepresentations. And I think if they wanna open the door and say, if two parties to an agreement, whether it's a a underwriting a loan or selling a piece of property, if two parties come to an,
0: Peter, we're losing your microphone. If, yeah. if two, parties
2: come to a, two parties come to an agreement on what a piece of property is worth that the government can't step in and say, "No, nah, we don't agree." We don't agree with what the two of you who are parties to this transaction agree that this this piece of property, whatever it is, a golf course, an office building, a a condominium development corporation, we don't agree with what it's worth. And so we're going to call that fraud and we're going to strip you of assets. And if we get to it within the right window of time, we're going to send you to jail.
0: Peter, I'm going to have to ask you to switch microphones or do something. I,
1: mean, I have to say, Peter, you are making so much sense here that it would be a crime against our viewers if you could not get the uh, sound on this uh, thing to work right, because you are making some incredibly important points. And I hope and pray we can get the audio fixed, because these are these are really, really important points.
0: Well, you could speak, Peter, so we can know if your audio is good.
2: I'm I'm working on um, changing the microphone.
0: Well, just pull your microphone out. Whatever you're using, just pull it out and go a bit to your basic uh, computer microphone. But if you need a second, Uh, uh, Peter, I will will, uh, mute yourself for
2: half a second. You all all talk, and I will speak up when I think I have this fixed.
0: It sounds like a plan. But, Ben, what I don't understand is... They're not just bringing about New York real estate. They're also talking about his Marlago properties in New York. I don't understand how they're how the the they're bringing up Florida law, Florida properties in New York State. And the whole thing, they, Ben. The whole thing. Legal experts can't talk about this because there's no le- there's no legal case or precedent for anything like this. It seems like every case against him, there's nothing that's happened like this beforehand, Ben.
1: Well, surely there must be, but what's happened is we are saying uh we are going to say no matter what the president seems to be, uh, president, P-R-E-C-E-D-E-N-T, president, president, but the president seems to be, that is not the president. President is whatever the court effing says it is right now. So there can be no uh the court the appellate courts simply will say we, we're not going to allow there to be any kind of specific ruling about anything at all, at all, at all, at all. Not to be any specific pres president, presidential ruling about anything at all. Uh at all, at all. No, there are let the Democrats. No, I'm sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: I was just gonna say, and I hope you can hear me now. There are a lot of ways to define due process, but making it up as we go along isn't one of them, and that's what Leticia James, the New York State Attorney General, appears to be doing in this case. Well,
1: exactly. Not only is not sir, 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 my dear friend Mr. Rob. Not only is it, is it does it appear that Ms. Uh, the Honorable Letitia is, uh, is 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 doing this is making this up as she goes on. That is what she's doing. And that is exactly what legal realism is. And legal realism, which was essentially founded at my old home stomping ground, Yale Law School, uh, said uh, there, is no, uh, there is no precedent. Precedent means nothing, whatever any of it seemed to mean. It just means whatever the court says it is. And very few easy sentences, and that's what—that's where we come out. This is a disaster for the rule of law, a disaster for the rule of law. But that's what seems to be happening, and it's a real sad situation. But it is,
0: unfortunately,
1: what is happening.
0: Well said, and Peter, you're gonna have to move your computer a little closer. Your sound was clear, but just it needs to be—the volume needs to be up a little bit. So do what you got to do, Peter Roth. Working on it. Perfect. Whatever you just did was perfect. Okay. There, there you are, Peter. Uh, well said. What you, what you said before. This is, but again, my issue is, the Republicans. Do they not think this is eventually going to come to them? If they, if-
2: there, <clears throat> there are plenty of Republicans out there who are afraid of being tarred by the Trump brush. Um, that's been the case since 2016. It started. I think largely Uh, who think foreign policy is like a giant game of risk and the economy is a monopoly game. And Trump is just a creative disruptor um, who scared them about trade deals. It's become much more than that. Trump is a creative disruptor in the economic sense, in the political sense, He has changed the political topography of the country. He has made the Republican Party the party of the working class, not the elites, as it was under the Bushes. Um, There are a lot of Republicans who are uncomfortable with that, and they think that if Trump goes down, he's going to drag them down with him. What they don't understand is the left's plan is to take everybody down. And whether they take Trump down first and the rest of the Republicans down later, or they take everybody down at once, that's where they're going.
1: I'm laughing. That is a very scary proposition.
0: These sheep are too stupid
2: to defend themselves.
0: Peter, I'm going to need you to log out and log back in for a second. You have to log in and log out when you log in. Yeah. Give yeah, us back that right? yet, and the reason I'm laughing is because of the comments in the comment section are really funny. <laughs> People are like, move a little, a little left, move a little right, move a little forward, where they're guessing what you're saying. So if you go log back out and log back all in. right.
2: I'm I apologize, audience. I'll be right back.
0: Yeah, thank you, Peter. Uh, we will see you in your hat very soon. You are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Uh, but, Ben, I, I I go back to this because it's something I talk to people about when they ask me about. This is something you've never witnessed before. You've never witnessed anything like this uh, in your lifetime, I'm guessing. Have you? Like what? Made up laws. Obviously. That's, I- what it
1: said. that's the whole thing. That's what's always going to be under legal realism. Legal realism is always going to say, we can just make it up and have it be anything we effing want it to be. That's what law is gonna be about. Law is no longer about precedent. It's no longer about what some court decided uh, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 100 years ago, years ago. Law is about what we want it to be right now. And so how do you, I
0: mean, I'm honest, I wanna ask you an honest question. How do you stop something like that? Cause that's a freight train. <laughs>
1: That is a very scary and I'm scared. I don't know what I don't know what to do to solve this problem. It's a serious, terrible problem.
0: Should we just leave before scary, Peter gets really up?
1: scary, really, really, really scary. It's a scary, scary, scary situation. And this is what happened with uh, we saw this happening at Yale. When I was there. The whole jurisprudence of America. It's gone from being about president to being about what we feel like deciding there and then for the moment. And if you don't like it, too bad. We're going to decide anyway. Well said. Thank
0: you for that. And I think, Peter, maybe the audio is getting trapped in the hat. And uh, it's, it's... Oh, I, 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 logged into,
2: I logged into a rebroadcast of Hollywood Square's for a minute and I couldn't get
0: out. So I'm back. You're still a little low, but we'll, we take, love you, college, we'll, we'll take you however you, keep, however you can get you, Peter. And uh, Peter and I, Ben, uh, are going to disagree on the next point a little bit. Uh, the more I look at it, the more I happier I am that they got rid of Kevin McCarthy the other day. Uh, I don't think uh, the, house, the Congress was doing much in the past 10 months uh, as, as I see it. I know Peter will have his uh, disagreements with that, where he will name uh, 26 bills that they apparently have tried to and work on and gotten past Peter. But uh, yeah, I, they've done a, a bang up job, Peter, just a bang, a bang up job in 10 months. And uh, I, I'm looking at it now and I think, good, we got rid of the guy. He decided guy. <laughs> uh, of Kevin McCarthy. He's the one that wanted the House speakership so badly that he was willing to take it on, that you could have one vote to get rid of him. That's how badly he wanted it, and that's how quickly he lost it. So, Peter... Well, there you
1: are. That's a catastrophe. All right. I, now, I'm losing the shout. So, you guys talk. I'm going to go see if I can fix something. Okay? Okay. I it's need not, your help right. here, my boy. My boy. So, my boy. So, sounds
0: good. Peter, go. This is... This is, uh, is Hollywood
1: The Amazing
2: Revolving I'm Podcast.
1: i am shouting myself for a little...
0: Go on, Peter.
2: Okay. I am not a fan of Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy got the job because he was a good fundraiser and he was next in line. And I don't think I don't think everybody's interested. So I'm not going to go into all the details of how how this this whole thing got put into motion. At least 10 years ago that we were going to end up here, but but the but the fact that McCarthy was going to go was inevitable. I don't like the way Matt Gates did it. Um, eight Republicans joined with all the Democrats to throw the chamber and the Republican party into chaos. That's not helpful for conservatives. Um, the choice now looks like it's gonna be Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise. Trump apparently is gonna endorse Jordan Either one of them would be good, but the fact is that, that because they misread the poll numbers, McCarthy expected that he was going to have a majority of 20 or 30 or 40 seats, and he only has a majority of five. So he loses control of the House, but that meant that the Republicans didn't have to get their act together and present an alternative vision of governance to what Biden and the Democrats in the Senate were offering. And that ultimately, I think, is part of what tripped up McCarthy. He didn't offer anything for people to rally around. Um, he made promises to people that he shouldn't have made. He didn't keep them. And so in one sense, you know, he did get what he deserved. Um, you know, and that's that's regardless of what you think of Matt Gates, I don't think very much of him. Um, He got what he deserved. But the but the Republicans. Are afraid to propose an alternative to Bidenism. They they are not out there demanding that we drill baby drill and that we cut taxes and that we cut spending and that we set aside the green energy programs that are really just jobs programs for for union workers and investment schemes to allow Democrat donors to get richer. That we don't have a muscular foreign policy, that we're not trying to revive the American manufacturing sector by incentivizing companies to come back to the United States. The the Republicans in the transportation bill, for example, threw in with the Democrats on we're just going to pay them. We're going to pay them with your money and my money. You know, I'd like to make the decisions about how I spend my money because I'm running out of money before I run out of month, and I think that's probably a common occurrence in many American households today. We have, you know, Joe Biden talks about the economic recovery. Can you call him Joe Biden? Joe Biden, you know, his 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 economics has just brought the country back online. You know, it's it, it's sort of like the power goes out. And then the power comes on, and you take you take credit for electrifying the house when really all you did was you know fix a transformer or something. The power comes back on. We're we're just barely at the level of jobs we had. Real wages are down, um, and and the, but the Republicans for some reason are afraid to take this case to the American people. I think because they they they're not confident. In their ability to deliver, and they're not confident in their ability to communicate. And the political consultants have all persuaded them that if they if they don't tread carefully, the 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 women who don't like the Dobbs decision are going to sweep them all out of office. And that's just idiotic. You know, I, I haven't seen a single survey that shows that abortion is in the top three of issues that voters are concerned about, women are concerned about, that African-American women are concerned about, that college-educated women are concerned about. I haven't seen a single survey that puts it in the top three. It's all kitchen table economics. The latest Gallup poll, the, the, a majority of the country says they trust the Republicans more than the Democrats to handle the economic question. And the gap is at a 19-year high.
0: Are you done? <laughs> do, 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 I, you need, I will pause do you do, 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 do you need either ben or, or ben or i or are you uh no,
2: no you, i'm i'm good but you, you, if you have something to say please
0: well, well yeah. i mean no i was letting you go because i well <laughs> i think you see here i think you agree with me on all this stuff no 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 I, I it's not a matter of agreeing with you on things it's a matter of i, I it it's a matter of what people want them to do so you're mm-hmm. you're you're a policy guy and you want the policy
2: correct I'm, I, well i'm a policy no, I'm asking, guy, it's a question it's I'm not a policy guy and i am a political guy and i also peter. just try and call balls and strikes okay. in my columns
0: okay but peter let me let me i'm asking you simply okay it, it, it was a question
2: i can't i care about policy policy is important
0: policy is incredibly important to you policy, obviously these guys have not done, right? So So in the absence of any policy, as Matt Gates didn't, so I, I wish he would have brought it up more in his argument, the fact that people are watching these Republicans not stand up for President Trump leaves a real stain in and, and the January 6 people, and all and all these um, judicial issues that are going on, not to mention the border and all these different things. So you're talking about one, on one hand, you're, there's policy. But on the other hand, people are pissed off that people aren't screaming from the rooftops. And I was sort of kidding around, but sort of being serious. They should have been at the court today. It would have been nice to see 50 Republican congressmen in the New York City court today.
2: I agree with you that there is some percentage of the electorate that feels very intensely about the president's innocence and the idea that he is being persecuted by the Democrats. Um, I think that is a fair argument to be made. I do not know that number exceeds 50% of the electorate. And that's, that's the challenge that I don't know how to solve.
0: Can I because, tell you how to solve
2: let, it? Can, can I tell well, you how let, to solve let, it? Let's, can okay. I tell you? How would you solve it? A, a,
0: of Trump getting elected?
2: No, 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 no. Uh, let's say a third of the country feels passionately that the president is being persecuted and that Republicans ought to stand up in his defense and they're looking for that signal. That's a third of the country. That's a lot of people but it's not enough to win an election. Yeah, can I tell you why it is so where do you where do you can, get? Can I, I tell how you, do you can, not alienate? Can I, tell,
0: can I tell you why it is? Please. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna. And I'm gonna. This is the conversation. Obviously, you and I go more on anecdotal than ben, anecdotal data than Ben does. I think we both could agree uh, on that. And I think yes. there, I think there were a lot of people. So we could only go with people that we speak to, and everybody out there on the telephone, right? Our friends, mm-hmm. our, or
2: what we see. Well, but even 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 the data data is suspect in 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 we, this universe because it's not. You know, we're not talking about corporate earnings or U.S. gross domestic product that's definable and measurable. We're talking about public opinion.
0: Right. So so the, let me let me. So we've seen the shift in independence. Okay. I've mm-hmm. spoken to quite, we so, so that's one major poll that's shown, I mean, it's just been pretty much a 26-point turnaround in a poll that you could really pretty much attribute to the fact that people are watching somebody get kneecapped mm-hmm. day after day, <clears> and <throat> the country being kneecapped day yeah. after day. I, I, I don't think it takes a lot to see that, but you're seeing a shift in the Republican Party, and I'm not talking about the 20% that are always going to be the never Trumpers. I'm talking about the people that were like offended, that were like Mm -hmm. going towards DeSantis or the other people because the tweets have bothered them or his comments bothered them. Mm -hmm. They don't Mm -hmm. seem to bother those people like they Mm -hmm. used to those people have sort of said, you know what, I'm sick and tired. I don't really care about this.
2: Yes, they, they may, they may be waking up, but the, the, as a, as a political strategist, which, you know, I, I used to be, and now I try to explain it to people. You have to constantly be growing your vote and with it, with an eye to getting 50% plus one and there are a lot of republicans out there who don't understand how standing next to a figure who has who is as divisive as trump is and i think trump would agree with that description but who is as divisive as trump is how you do that and you see get you, the see, you, see you just one. you just right there
0: said the stereotype that is absolutely to be proven untrue about his divisiveness because you could say the same argument about Obama, you could say the same argument mm-hmm. about any president, how devi- mm-hmm. how divisive they are. There hasn't been a president in, in, in a long, long time who carried. So, so, so we've been we've been divided way before Trump. OK, yes, it, it, yes. It, it, I, it, I, it, I have often it,
2: said that Trump is not the cause of the political climate, he is a symptom of the political climate.
0: It's exactly right. And when you look at it, you gotta remember, I for people that were on social media during the Bush during the Bush years, people that had to shut up, right? They were silenced, not be not necessarily in those days by big tech, just because there was it was the it was the beginning, I want to say, of social media and of Facebook, right? And of my mm-hmm. space where you where where some people got the idea in their head that the friends they had were their actual friends, right? And they didn't wanna lose those supposed Mm -hmm. friendships. So they Mm -hmm. just shut up. And as Bush was getting literally a shoe thrown at him, he never fought back, right? Which sort of really destroyed the morale of the Republican party. And add to that the the list of uh, not great jobs that he actually didn't do. Uh, Then you take Obama, who is the first thing he did was when he went on his apology world tour that divided the country when he chose race over country. Right. When he right away went with that. What was it? That Harvard professor when he came to. his. Oh, yes.
2: The uh, the beer summit.
0: Right. The beer summit where everybody knew where it was proven to be was it was as fake as the Duke lacrosse thing. And, and 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 so this idea that Trump is that this guy that got 75 million votes is divisive is a false narrative. And that was the point in the piece I wrote for The Daily Caller, where it's these
2: narratives that have been written. And, and, and that was a that was a good piece, Jonah. But I, Judah, what are you I, the, the, the ran? That, 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 that was a good. The, the hat is taking control of my mind. That was a good piece, Judah. I liked that piece. But I think that Trump himself would admit that he is divisive and that he is divisive with a purpose. He is trying to separate the people who want to make America great again from those who would like to see America go down the tubes. I don't think that's a a very strong distinction. No, I don't think he looks at
0: himself as divisive. I, I, I think he looks at himself as transactional. And that's the biggest thing that he was never able that he's that 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 he can't grasp because in the business world the tra- when you're transactional you understand things so when you give people jobs right when you when you when mm-hmm. you lower the the unemployment rate of a race or ethnicities or, 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 or of everybody across the board he he's transactional he says to himself well if, if you're getting money of course you're gonna like me Right, and and that's something he, he 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 that he I I don't think he mm-hmm. thinks he's the, the the I I I think in his heart in his head he well thinks you
2: you 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 may you may be right. I'm I'm willing I'm, to I may be crazy. You, 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 you no, you may be right. I'm I'm doing. That the he may that not. He may not see. I I know. He he may not see himself as being divisive. He may see himself as transactional, and he may in fact not be divisive. And I'm and i have embraced a a position that is taken by democrats and by mainstream media and my analysis is flawed i'm willing to admit that possibility i don't think that's the case but i'm certainly willing to admit that that's a possibility no yours no i don't thing, have a monopoly on wisdom my thing to you simply
0: was that he thinks he is and i'm saying to you I I don't necessarily believe that he thinks he's divisive. It, it,
2: it, I I'm 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 saying that I, I accept yeah. that your point may may be
0: legitimate. Right. You know, there's 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 you know, it's I mean, you look at you could look at so many people like that. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, I, I I'm sure Mitch. Mc, I mean, I'm sure somebody like Mitch McConnell doesn't realize how divisive he actually is. He, 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 he but we all think he's whatever we all think he is, but he thinks he's, I i don't know what he thinks he's doing. And I want to talk to you though, but, and, and for the people out there, Ben's not feeling a hundred percent and uh, we'll go on with this a little bit longer. So You're
2: stuck. You're stuck with us.
0: I'm, you're stuck. You're stuck with me and Peter Roth, you could find at the rock and my hat and the rough draft and uh, on, on fans only. And uh, but, Peter, I uh, because of my little joke, I forgot what I was going to actually say to you. Uh, But uh, he's up two points in Pennsylvania right now. And it's which probably means
2: he's up by six or seven. But I
0: think it's very important that we 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 stop carrying the narrative of what the right of what the left wants us to carry. And that's my simple point What I'm trying to say to you.
2: I, 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 I don't disagree with you at all. It is never smart to, to rally to the other guy's talking points. Um, what I'm unhappy about is that the Republicans, I think good politics and good policy are very closely related. And I don't see any of the Republican leaders in Washington articulating smart policy ideas that change people's lives for the better. I see governors doing that. I see governors like Kim Reynolds in Iowa and Ron DeSantis in Florida and Greg Abbott in Texas doing that, cutting taxes, setting states. Kevin Stitt is calling the Oklahoma legislature into special session to craft a plan to phase out the Oklahoma. State income tax, that's great. Kim Reynolds and Jim Justice in West Virginia and and Ron DeSantis and the Republican supermajority in the North Carolina legislature are four of, of almost a dozen states that have adopted universal education savings accounts that will empower parents to get their kids out of failing public schools if they want to. There have been other states where we've changed professional licensing, which doesn't sound like a big deal. But when you think about the number of jobs out there where you have to get a license from the state or the county to do your business, and if you want to move from one state to another, you have to go through the testing and certification process all over again. We've got Republicans taking the lead. They're saying, you know, if your license was good enough for Ohio or Illinois, it's good enough here. You, if you're it, licensed in another state you can go to work here
0: you're raising now, that's, very va- that's real change P- P- peter you're raising very valid points okay and now this was always my disagreement with the santas getting into the race that 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 first of all i mean i was on the phone with my friend today and i i essentially said to him i didn't I anybody that's been listening to the show for the past years no, no, knows that I have not been high on DeSantis. And I always question myself how objective I was being. Now, the policymaker, I've done amazing policy. Uh, not very happy with his Twitter video that he did that day, but he's, he, he's done some yeoman's work being the governor. And let's never forget that he doesn't win that race if not for President Trump. If not for President Trump, you have a black crackhead who's in prison right now, uh, running the great state of uh, Florida that now has picked up eight hundred fifty thousand votes. But I said to my, I said to my friend, "I as good of a politician as you're talking about the being, he really missed the mark on this whole thing where he could have been the hero, and instead he's come out as the villain, and I'm not sure." I, 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 my, 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 my act, my, my political acumen thoughts on him were really off. Uh, I, I thought he was much smarter than he is,
1: Peter. Then he's been acting, I should say. Did I lose you now? It would have
2: made, it would have made a lot of sense for DeSantis to sit out the race continue to build Florida, continue to make change in Florida from top to bottom and then be ready to run in 2028 because win or lose new president in 2028, whether it's Trump or Biden um, and say, what well, I wanna do for Florida, for America, what I've done for Florida. Um, this is Gavin Newsom's plan. He wants to do to America what he did to California that's to be avoided at all cost. DeSantis could have sat it out, could have waited, could have been, could have been the easy choice in November of 20 or for November of 2028, but he chose to engage now. He's still in there, presuming, I suppose, that Trump stumbles, but the more the attacks come against Trump, the better he's performing in the polls. Yeah. Um, no. A Trump term is a very real possibility. In fact, as was the case in 2016, I can see more pathways for Trump to get to the White House in 2024 than I can see for Biden. Biden's pathway is narrowing.
0: Yeah, the, the, yeah I, I, I could not agree with you more. I think, I think, the, uh, I think they pushed the left too far uh, the left the leftist agenda too far. I think for <laughs> Jean-Pierre is going to have to be replaced. But because she, she is the highest form of intersectionality there is, uh, they would literally need a trans person in a wheelchair to replace her. I mean, a trans non-binary you know, person in a wheelchair that's blind. It, dep- it,
2: de- it depends on when and how it happens. Yeah, but uh, if 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 not to be crass, but if Biden dies and she's the president, awfully hard to remove her possible, but awfully difficult. I said Green um,
0: Jean-Pierre, not uh, not. Oh, not, I'm not, sorry. I thought it, you were
2: talking about Kamala Harris and the and the vice presidency. I guess I, as, as the hat, as, as, the, as, the hat as, is taking over my thinking as, process.
0: As Ben would say, that's very racist um, of you that you compared the two.
2: It, it, that I Yes, it is. And I apologize. That was wrong with me. Um, but I'm I'm thinking about the presidential contest and Biden being in big trouble. I mean, he's in big trouble. His numbers are abysmal. Economic performance is poor. America standing around the globe standing around the globe is down. Um, it is not. He, he's looking. He's he's looking more and more like Jimmy Carter every day, and not just physically. Um, You know, his presidency is running on the same kind of track right into a brick wall. Now, you know, if 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 he dies and Kamala Harris becomes the president, it will be very hard to remove her. um, For her to not be the nominee in in November of 2024, but it is possible someone could run against her in the primary. If the party elders decide that Biden needs to be displaced and they can get someone else in the race, then it's a lot easier because it is a small D democratic choice. Biden has to win primaries and Harris can't, you know, Harris, Harris can't claim to be the heir apparent if Biden is still the president and Biden is still running. She's tied to him for good or for bad um news this week that robert f kennedy jr is now going to run i was going to bring that up before yeah. he's dropping out of the democratic race cornell west is now apparently going to run as an independent rather than the green party candidate um the 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 left vote is fracturing um, Biden is perhaps the most left-wing president america has had in 100 years That vote is fracturing and Biden needs the center of the Democratic Party and the left fringe united and together. He does not. This is why I say I can see more pathways for Trump to get to the White House in the next election than I can see for Biden.
0: And by the way, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to the world, according to Ben Stein. Uh, Peter didn't he didn't have a replacement. Uh, Ben uh, had to leave a little early, a little under the weather, but he will be back Saturday night, God willing and uh peter's sound has been a little askew uh but it, i blame it all on the churchill hat but you've done yeoman's work and you've stepped in uh very well i i don't think though you could minimize peter um the disdain that the electric the electorate has for the people in the house and Uh, Somebody just texted me during the show that they're going with Jim Jordan, and that obviously means that Trump didn't have does not have the votes to become Speaker of the House. That's the uh, that 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 probably is the biggest reason that Trump. uh,
2: I I don't think that that the Republican majority is willing to hand control of the House of Representatives over to anyone who isn't part of the body.
0: Uh, I think
2: there would be quite. It's, a it's 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 possible, and there there you know there might be twenty or thirty who'd be willing to consider it, but knowing <laughs> knowing knowing
1: somebody knowing asked. that chamber... Peter somebody
0: asked if you're headed to the state park after this, <laughs> I think that's the joke of the night.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. This is the the Zodiac speaking. Keep your windows locked.
0: Do you have one of those? Um, Do you have one of those Almodovar guns?
2: A a double-barreled shotgun? No, I do Uh not have a double-barreled shotgun. (laughs) You're going skeet shooting, but go on. Knowing skeet surfing and skeet shooting at the same time, yes. Knowing the house as well as I do, most members of the house are really creatures of the chamber the, the institutional history of it matters to them. Um, they're not tub thumpers like Matt Gates, who are more interested in making noise than they are in making policy. Picking somebody from outside of the House of Representatives to run the place is just, just an alien thought. They will, they will find somebody, and it will either be Steve Scalise or it will be Jim Jordan. Peter, I hate to say this. Right, but right now, here. I don't know which one.
0: Peter, we have to wrap up simply because you keep on dropping out, but uh, we are living in alien times, and sometimes when you are living in alien times, you have to go against the grain of normal natural thinking, hence Trump in 2016, and hence Trump in 2024, you need bold, and you need creative, and maybe Jim Jordan brings that. I don't see that necessarily in Steve Scalise. I think he's a great guy. Uh, I think he's. I, I think Jim Jordan brings something. I brought this up the other night. Uh, I, it, there's something about Jim Jordan, and anybody that doesn't mind walking around in half sleeve shirts says something about that person. So uh, it it uh, it it says they do, it says they just don't care, and uh, maybe still yeah. Peter, I'll tell you what. I tip, I tip my hat to you, sir. C- can I tell you something? If Jim Jordan wins, you should
1: send him that hat as a gift. I I I I will I will
2: consider it. Yes.
0: Okay, on that note, I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers, and I really want to thank Peter Roth for stepping up. He did great work. And people, you're, you're a hard guy not to love, even when I disagree with you, Peter, uh, wholeheartedly. And oh, that to my ex-wife. Yeah, I, I you, you did great. And uh, I could always count on you, and I could count on you to always write the blurb. Just
2: ask, just ask everybody to keep our, our illustrious leader, Dr. Benjamin Jeremy Stein, in your prayers. Yes. As you know, it's been it's been a rough year for him and for the saint, his saintly wifey. And just if you'll just lift, take a moment to lift them up. Um, I'm sure it would be well received and appreciated.
0: I can obviously I cannot agree with you more. There's I, I, I am a strong believer in prayer and I am a strong believer in positive thinking. And uh, yeah. And Ben could definitely use it. It's been the roughest year, the roughest three months, four months a person could possibly have for two people. And uh, our prayers go out to Ben and wifey and uh, everybody in that orbit. And uh, God bless them. And God bless you, Peter. And uh, as I always say. And you, Judah. Thank you very much. Uh, And Ben is back for a second. Let me see. Hold on. Let's, uh, Let's see if he's ready to say goodnight. Let's let's uh Ben will be rejoining uh there we are. Let's let's do that. Uh, yes, Ben, you yeah. are on you are on your own show. Welcome back. Peter just said the most beautiful thought and and prayer for you and wifey.
1: God bless you. May I ask you what it is, sir. Peter. Sure. Peter, he asked what
0: it Sorry? was. Sorry? He asked what
2: I just. I just asked all the viewers to 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 lift you and the saintly wifey up in their in their prayers because you you're going through a difficult period in, in time, and I'm sure that that a blessing would be
1: welcome. Very kind, and I appreciate it very much. I want to be lifted up in prayer, and uh, I can't uh, thank you enough for lifting me up in prayer and. Uh, let me just say, if I may, that uh, the loss of our son, especially at his own hands, uh, has been an experience unmatched and shattering. I can't quite describe to you how horrible it's been, but uh, I can also say, if I may, uh, my wife uh, is the world's kindest human being. And uh, whatever cruelty fate is handed out to me uh, it is offset. And then some stone magnificence of my wife, was just uh, a literal saint, actual saint, actual breathing, living breathing saints and I am so grateful to have her in my life I cannot
0: even start to and so is the world for that matter and uh, the world's a better place because of wifey and the world's a better place because of you Ben Stein and uh, everybody Everybody has you in their prayers And uh, God bless you sir. and uh, Peter did yeoman's work somebody asked if he was going camping after this um, because of the hat, Ben. And uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to say, Ben? As we're- I would. Uh, there,
1: uh, if you really are a smart person, an aggressive, intelligent person, there's an article called Some Realism About Legal Realism by a, a professor named L-L-E-W-E-L-L-I L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N and he was a famous uh, professor of law. I, this article was published in the '30s in the Columbia Law Review, and uh, he, this is a great, great article. and it explained a lot about the, what's going on in legal thinking today and uh, why it has screwed up. And I strongly advise you take a couple of hours a day, or the next day, to read that book, Some Realism about
0: legal privilege. there you are and on that note i want to thank you ben for coming back and uh i'm really sorry you're not feeling well if you could please get some sleep tonight as much as you can and uh please, thank you very please, much. please just take care of yourself and uh the world needs you ben stein and uh everybody everybody needs ben stein and uh thank you from the bottom of our hearts, we love you, and uh, I want to thank you again. I want to thank the Rumblers, the Ranthers, the Truthers, everybody out there. You can find Peter Roth at the Roth Draft and at the Rough Draft on Fans Only. Of course, you can find Ben at Newsmax, Spectator.org, Truth and the World According to Ben Stein. Take us out however you'd like,
1: Ben. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Work, work,
0: work well said god bless you all have a great night with god willing we'll see everybody saturday night have a good night everybody And
1: also let us bless america god bless america the greatest thing that has ever happened to mankind
0: 100 percent. oh let me just end with this there's a guy down the block he uh he lives and he hangs he's he's your generation ben the great generation and he hung he hangs his flag up and, and everything and we were talking today and uh, he's he's very he, I don't think he's, he's on the left, but he he believes in this country like you do. And he loves this country like you do. And he said to me, I just pray we all just get better. And um, and I said to him, sadly, that that your generation is is the last of that generation of thinking and where it's country before anything else. And it was it was just happy to see somebody praying for this country even though we probably politically don't always agree with each other but who cares this country sometimes is just the most important thing and that's all that we should be the most important thing there's ever been yeah extremely and god bless you all have a great night
1: we'll see everybody saturday night god bless you all